Can you imagine being a person of color and being told that you were leading a group of racists? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm kind of curious how that works out. Like, could you imagine, you know, like the most African black man that you could ever think of leading the KKK? <laughs> uh, no. So if you had a group of people and you were calling this group racist. And or you were hearing that this group was being called racist and their leader was a minority. Wouldn't you wouldn't you kind of like like look twice like wh- wait what what like shake your head and go that doesn't make sense right yeah okay so you know the leader of the proud boys because we, we've heard about the proud boys and yes. proud boys are considered you know oh they're racist pure ultra ma- i love the term ultra mega i'm like what, what what the hell does that mean ultra mega they're ultra make america great again versus what Meh, you know, make America great again, but, you know, if it's convenient, right? Mm-hmm. But the leader of the Proud Boys is, you know, his trial's wrapping up um, from January 6th. They, all these people have literally been in custody. No bail, no nothing. They literally haven't been able to get out. They've all been in jail. Shaman, you know, the guy who had the, the you know, the horns, the buffalo horns and everything. In jail, whole time, whole time. Okay. And it's like... So, yeah, but Enrique Enrique Tario, who is the leader of the of, you know, the Proud Boys, you know, because they're so racist and his trials wrapping up. And so, man, nobody wants to cover it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And I'm just going to say I haven't heard anything about any of this. No, it's it's literally the the trial has they were uh, Associated Press, I think, was talking about the fact that the trial has lasted like over twice as long as what it was actually supposed to have gone. Because what they're what they're what they're accused of is a plot to forcibly stop the transfer of presidential power. How much bullshit is that? They weren't they weren't there for the swearing in they weren't there for any of that that's not what they were there for i was sitting there reading this reading the whole thing and i was like this is ridiculous like i i'm watching this and it's like and i'm i'm watching as you know our country is going to literal hell in a handbasket right like Mm -hmm. financially dollar is losing ground daily now um canada uh our our neighbors in the north by the way thank you for the bunch of of our brothers up north who are now listening to our podcast and sisters up north, we appreciate you. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. So uh, however you all heard of us, I greatly appreciate somebody telling because <laughs> I, I didn't think I was uh, marketing up in Canada, but I'm, I'm glad to have you for sure. But uh, yeah, so we're talking about this. And then, you know, of course, another well, there's another shooting. And so we have to talk about shooting and go guns bad. Mm-hmm. Where again, I keep waiting for my guns to commit crimes, and they're not doing it. They're just sitting there. It's like I'm I'm getting annoyed because I was like I was told that you know guns kill people, but my guns are just sitting there. Liars. Anyways, <laughs> but we're talking about all this, and then um, Mefreston. Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the stuff. Um, 
it's the the uh, it's the abortion it's the abortion pill right and mm-hmm. um, you know a Texas judge said nope you can't ship it out and 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 tried to use the Comstock law which is oh my gosh <sighs> this is this is why people like roll their eyes at Republicans too Comstock law which is like a hundred year old law that was that said that you can't mail anything that has to do with abortion okay Okay. or lewd or lascivious devices or anything that has to do with that that can be utilized in in um in the act of performing an abortion well that's great except you know latex gloves are used in the act of that you know um the butcher paper that you lay down on on the on the medical table the medical table staplers you know it's like these things are all used in place in, in abortion clinics so it's it's kind of it was the comstock ruling was just so broad and and it's like and the you know they're like oh well it's an unambiguous thing because this is directly related to cause you know to to an abortion but it's 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 ridiculous at this point you know it's mm-hmm. it's we're we're fighting over this you know it's been almost a year since Roe v. Wade has been overturned, right? And mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't know, it wasn't overturned for any other reason than it's federal overreach. And now it's states by states are fighting. And I don't care about this. I don't. This hits home. And I don't care about this. I don't care about our federal government getting involved in this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I want our federal government to do? Go away. Let us reinstitute our government because we have career politicians that should po- politics should never be a career. It sh- you know, it shouldn't. It should. It, you know, we have Tennessee where, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, Republican House make, you know, House lawmakers have kicked out Democrat lawmakers. And then when you finally read into the story, which it took three stories to read into to find out what they did is they allowed pro- the, the two young two young Democrats um, a lot of protesters in there and stood up in the middle of it and just started chanting and they were kicked out because they were they had protesters and they started chanting and interrupting and literally interrupting proceedings, disrupting proceedings. That doesn't work. If you are an, a, an elected official, you are not there to disrupt proceedings. You are there to follow proceedings as to the people. Mm-hmm. And no. And so they so they got kicked out for leading basically a loud, loud chant. So they were removed and they're, oh, this isn't right that we were. Yes, it's 100 percent right. What wasn't right was that you decided that you weren't going to follow the tenants. But but everybody gets upset if they don't follow it on theirs. It's okay. It is. We are literally looking at the rules for thee, but not for me type mentality. And it's like, okay, so you guys are all fighting about this while. Hey, guess what? We are about to be in a recession. We are about to be. No, we are in a recession. I'm sorry. We're about to be in a depression. I don't care about this crap. I don't care. It's like, you know what? If if you want an abortion and, you know, you've had a thing in you for less than six months, it's like literally, you know, it's it's gone so bipolar, you know, for the first 12 hours, just so you know, the first 12 hours that you 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 after you have sex and that egg gets fertilized, it's still a single cell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pro-life, uh, the pro-life movements. Oh, no. Okay. 
you know, and, and the pro-choice movement, it, you know, there's people that are on the extreme where it's like, you know, well, post post delivery. That's that's murder. That's just murder. Sorry. There's just no way. It's OK to kill a baby at that point. That's what you're saying, because there's just what on the table. Deliver the baby and leave it. That's that's you know, that's that's ridiculous. And I think most people that have common sense go, OK, both of these are just extreme. Nobody likes the thought of killing anything. Mm-hmm. OK, I, you know, like I have ducks that I don't want to kill. And I want to go ahead and give them to our friends so that we don't have them because I don't want to kill them. But boy, I will eat a duck, but I don't want to eat my duck. <laughs> so, you know, life is all about uncomfortable choices and decisions. And, you know, for for those who are in that extreme, it's you got to remember that, you know, part of what your book says is, well, what the book says is obey the laws of the land. If you don't like the land, move, leave it. You know, I find it so funny that people sit there and they go, well, if so-and-so becomes president, I'm leaving the country. Okay, go. You know, if you don't believe in alcohol, you know, there's still dry counties. There's still places where you can go where alcohol is not allowed. If, if you have places that you want to go because you want to be able to do drugs, Amsterdam still exists. Go move. Go do these things. I'm, I'm just, I'm going nuts that everybody is so easily being distracted and by by events don't get me wrong horrible events i think they are horrible events but like when i see things like the new york times you know call on oh it's so amazing it's it's and they literally they quote it as saying an extraordinary act of political retribution in tennessee because of white supremacists I have really bad news for you. Those of you who are protesting these gun laws and got it over to pro, you know, white supremacists, the shooter was white. The victims were white. Go to hell with your political grandstanding over the dead bodies of people because you failed in policy to take care of people and are blaming the tool and not your shortfall. Uh, your shortcomings for what caused the death of these people continually and repeatedly. I'm sick of it. Ah, there we go. I feel better now. <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I have the insight to why there is two very opposite sides of the coin with the Mm -hmm. younger generations because I feel like it just gets to a point where so so much of it is just so much noise that I I can't I get to a point where I literally just can't take in anymore Mm -hmm. like I can't I can't do it anymore I don't want to hear about it I don't want to do anything with it I don't I just want to exist and focus on me because everything else is going crazy and you know the things that are happening to me the only things I have control over so it just like it just gets to that point where it's like you know it's something new every day mm-hmm. and it's the same things like it's something new but it's it's spouting about the same things we've been spouting about for the past at this point like 6 years so it just like you know where before yeah politics were constantly fluctuating the things that come back yeah there's full circle with certain things there's you know whether no matter which side you're on there's definitely you know talking points that are important to talk about and have you know Major, make your your point of view 
clear to the party that you're running for. But I, I just think it's crazy to me that we're the political races and everything have become less and less of a convincing somebody on the other side why you should be voted for and more and more rallying the people that are already going to vote for you, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me. Like these people are not going on rallies in places that they don't normally get voted for and talk about things and be true and honest and down to earth and oh but they're afraid because these people hate them so much and so it's just I, I just I don't know I feel like all of our problems are easily solved but nobody wants to do it because nobody wants to have a middle standing on anything mm-hmm. the whole abortion thing yeah literally have a middle ground past second term no more it's 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 wrong it is to me it's wrong if you're in third trimester there's no world where you should be terminating it because it is starting to be an actual baby now there's nothing there's no question it can about survive it. outside the womb yeah so I, yeah that's that's wrong to me can't can't please both sides no matter what you do you're so at that point that should be that should be it a middle mm-hmm. ground everybody's so caught up in this you know Joe Biden versus Donald Trump and I'm so sick of hearing about it. Get rid of both of them. We don't need them anymore. Get new mm-hmm. fresh blood into all of this. Let's stop having the same constant very similar people being put into the presidential elections and start over. Start new with new people. No, not the people that have been running and doing all this other stuff with Congress and everything else. No, I'm talking about somebody that has never done it before. People that actually know their shit and that are younger and actually can, you know, have coherent conversations where they're not going into completely deviate from a question that's being asked for them or not even be able to speak their words properly. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I feel like it's ridiculous that we're having all of these arguments and everybody is so stuck on the sides because, yeah, the, it's either they're so for or against something and they're shouting about it and they're just the loudest people in the room or it's me where it's like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. Something new happened. You should care about it. No, I really shouldn't because I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, why are we Why are we still dealing with these things? I feel like a lot of this stuff is stuff that should have been dealt with and that we should not be hearing about every day. But that's what's still happening. And, so. and, and it's all taking from the deflection of the fact that just a few days ago, Joe Biden said that he takes no responsibility for inflation. That is 100% the fault of republicans so no responsibility the president of the united states threw his hands in the air and if you actually watch it he does he literally just (sighs) throws his hands in the air and takes no responsibility but we're all ignoring that because everybody's you know caring about what's on a bud light can you know Mm -hmm. just just nuts it's nuts with that Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. And sometimes I wish talking about nothing. But, yeah. So today is relationship advice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, just so if you're curious, um, we've been, well, we're poly relationship. And core, I've been married for a little over 20 years and to one person. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been together for three and a half, almost, almost. Yeah, well, no, def- it definitely has been three and a half. Oh, yeah, or yeah. It's a little bit more. Three Holy crud. Okay, so, yeah, more than three and a half years and uh, same. So, and, you know, we've been good on our relationship. We've had our ups and downs, but none of them have involved us trying to drown each other and <laughs> laughing about it or anything like that. So, you know, and, and uh, 
So we just go through these segments and we go through advice and we try to give our spin on it because we're pretty darn healthy. So and everybody who sees us is bugged by the fact that we're <laughs> healthy, especially the more unhealthy somebody's relationship is, the more they're irritated at how healthy our relationships are. Yeah. So so go ahead. You get started. So we're going to start with this one. Um, I had, I think there's only two that I had that I uh, didn't read last week. So I'm going to read those ones today. Um, we'll start with this one. It is titled, Am I the a-hole for dropping our dinner on the ground and walking out when my boyfriend asked me, quote, what's for dinner tonight, bitch? End quote. First thoughts? You better have been kidding and you guys better have been together for a long period of time. But I'm going to go with the fact that she got irritated with it that yeah context (laughs) (laughs) so i was over at my boyfriend's apartment this weekend and i was cooking dinner because he was studying for exams i made pasta and a chunky sauce with meatballs and veggies i told him dinner was ready and he goes what's for dinner tonight bitch with like a lot of emphasis on the last word i was fed up i'd had a pretty rough day with work and i have some awfully bad associations with that word being used by other people in my life who were pretty abusive So I was so irritated that I dropped the pot of pasta that I'd been carrying right on the ground and was like, well, nothing's for dinner tonight now, and I better not hear you using that word again. It's for the girls. He was freaking out about how sauce had landed on his rug, and he even said, you seriously acting like a bitch right now. I don't know what else to call it. I just walked out and got takeout for myself and went to my friend's house. She thought it was funny, but my boyfriend was furious. He kept texting and calling and sending me voice memos trying to explain that saying what's for dinner tonight be was a TikTok trend and that he was just quoting something as a joke to put on TikTok. I thought that was the, the ho- most horrible excuse ever. It doesn't matter if what he saw was a joke or stole the joke. It was still disrespectful, but it didn't change the fact that he thought... Uh, that it was funny to demean me when I was trying to do him a favor like I came over when I was studying to make a home-cooked meal and he decides to take time for jokes Uh, so I put my phone on do not disturb for the night and split a bottle of wine with my friend and her roommate the next morning he was sending me angry texts demanding I clean his rug because he was too busy with exams to do it I was shocked he left it overnight that's disgusting I texted him back saying quote yeah so that's the yeah so that's the bitch tax honey leave me alone till you're ready to handle your own cooking and cleaning because this bitch isn't anymore also it's vile you left that soaking in all night end quote he called me and told me that he was okay with doing his own housework but i did throw a full pot of sauce at the ground so that's on me to clean up i told him yeah no i'm not comfortable doing chores for you if you see me like your bitch he told me he didn't and it was just a trend and i got pissed off he was playing that tiktok trend bs excuse again and i told him well i'm starting a new trend called saucing where uh, it's a little joke people throw pasta sauce around you can't be mad because it's just a little trend a little jokey joke just for a little prank bro he got really pissed off and hung up on me and now i'm seriously wondering if this is a dumb tiktok joke or if it's going to be the end between us am i the a-hole for how i reacted when my boyfriend asked me what's for dinner tonight bitch no this is okay so we we've had something similar to this where i have said something and it was meant as a joke but i realized quickly that you weren't there to take it as a joke i don't and even know what you're talking about <laughs> that's good then then I'm, so I'm not gonna i'm not yeah but but it was like but i very quickly was like hey you know what i'm sorry because that's that i i apologize and it was like and that ended it it was like oh okay he is just he is just doubling down on his stupid and i mean that's that's where it is you know when look we are all people 
I am a person. Last time I checked, Kiki was a person. <laughs> you know, um, we're all people. And we say things that offend and hurt people and we didn't mean to. Sometimes we say it and we meant it when we said it. But then we saw what the reaction was to it, realized what we had done was just so much more hurtful. And we like want to backpedal. And when the joke, when the answer is, oh, I was joking, it's a TikTok trend, da, da, mm-hmm. that doesn't fix the hurt. Yeah. If I cut you <laughs> and then say, oops, you don't stop bleeding. Your boyfriend is mentally immature and is unable to realize that what he said cut you. It hurts you. And the fact that, you know, it hurt you and all he cares about is his damn carpet. No, it's you. You already I, I I'm guaranteeing the comments are like, <laughs> it's over. It's so over. Yeah. Like and literally that she was iconic for doing the I'm starting a new trend called saucing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, so that that's where I'm at with that. You, you, your boy done screwed up. But hey, at least you're getting it before there's like a baby and a whole bunch of other stuff involved. So, yeah, you, you're not. He is my take you go ahead i know i 100 percent agree that's literally i have nothing to add to that that's exactly how i felt she she definitely needs to get away from him because yeah he's just immature mm-hmm. <laughs> so so the second one is also am i the a-hole um it is am i the a-hole for wanting to limit my brother-in-law's access to my unborn daughter because of his dating choices first thoughts <laughs> Oh, gosh. See, you give... Uh... Oh, just go. Just go, because I'm, I'm, I don't have one. I'm literally going back and forth on this one hard. Okay, so Because I... I'm literally thinking of a very specific circumstance, but go ahead. I, 31 female, am pregnant with a girl. My husband, 33, has a younger brother, 31, who he's very close to. However, I recently told my husband that I don't feel comfortable with the idea of his brother spending much time with my daughter once she's born. It's not because of my uh, brother-in-law himself. We're not close, but he's fine. The issue is his life choices. He's not married, has no intention of getting married or having kids, and dates only for sexual purposes. He dates multiple women, and the only thing he has in common with them is that, like him, they are extremely good-looking. He's highly intelligent, yet he has no interest in meaningful relationships. I spoke to him about his choices a few years ago, and after accusing me of being moralistic, he claims that he always uses protection and he never leads the women on, which I call BS on, as I can't imagine any woman with with an increasing ticking biological clock would willingly be in a relationship with uh, which she doesn't have a future. Not to mention, what woman would want to be with someone who may not even remember your name in a year's time? I mentioned this to my husband, however, he called me an a-hole and said that it was ridiculous to limit our daughter's access with her uncle just because I don't agree with his legal dating choices. Am I the a-hole? Kind of. I mean, here's the thing. Is he bringing it around flaunting it in your face? Like, you can put those lines there like, hey, you know what? Look, you're my brother-in-law, you're her uncle, and you're there, but I don't want you flaunting your life choices in front of her. And I and I would fully respect that and understand that, right? Whether it's not bringing home a floozy, which let me let me just explain this. You know, I don't know what world OP lives in, but women like to use men as play toys just yeah. as much. It's 2023 yeah. and women can like this, sex outside of 
trying to get a husband. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? So like, like, like I didn't sit there. And it was like I've I've never been like, hey, how you doing? Don't worry, baby. I'll call you in the morning. No, no, and and no, and and I've been well around the block a few times. Got several t-shirts, and it's like, but I've been with women who were just the same way. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, like I, it, it, that's that's just where it is. So the fact that you sit there and think that it's him using these fragile women. Look, I I get it, and I'm I'm gonna say this, and you're not gonna like it, and uh, not gonna care. Um. Just because you're fragile and just because you have a certain set of values does not mean that every other woman in the world has that same set of values. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that any other people in the world have that same set of values. Is what he's doing victimizing you? No. Is what he's doing, is it victimizing your unborn daughter? No. Is what he's doing being judged by you and being critical by you and having you make him a victim? Because if he doesn't change his lifestyle, he doesn't get to see his own niece one hundred percent. So yeah, you 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 can decide ultimately who you do or don't want your kids to hang around. You have the choice, and I'm gonna go out on a limb on this and say that you're probably sitting with a heavy religious background, that because that's where your standpoint comes in from. And I'm just gonna remind you that there are plenty of verses in the Bible that actually do tell you to be friends with non-believers because there's no way you can be a light for the world if you're hiding in a closet and it's like and if that's not the case and if you're just sitting there going well i don't like it the fact that he's out whoring around and enjoying his life while i'm tied down with a husband and a baby yeah you need to check yourself so that's me (laughs) i 100 percent agree i cannot imagine the whole biological like clock thing was just like what I don't want kids. I don't. I do not want to have my own child. I I did the entire time I was growing up. Like, I swore up and down I was going to have so many children. I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, do all these things. And now I I want nothing to do with that life. (laughs) I I do not want to have five kids and stay at home and take care of all of them and do all the cooking and cleaning and all that. Like, gosh, no. I could never. I don't want my own kids. Does that mean that I just don't get in a relationship? Well, obviously, (laughs) no, because here I am. I just think it's so weird that, like, there are still people out there that Mm -hmm. think, like, if you have sex, that's it. That's end game. Like, you can't just have sex to have sex. Like, it just... Or that you're going to sit there and force your lifestyle thoughts on other people. Like, you know who I find does that? People who force their lifestyle on other people. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I find it absolutely preposterous yep big word for the day go ahead <laughs> so this next one so that was those were the am i the a-hole ones now we're mm-hmm. on to relationship advice ones uh this one is titled my boyfriend 38 male says that i 28 female need to shower every day before going to bed my boyfriend and i are having a discussion slash disagreement about this issue and he told me to ask a group of people outside of himself so here it is for starters i didn't know that much that much about hygiene before meeting my boyfriend that's not to say i didn't keep myself relatively clean i wore clean clothes and showered every one or two one to two days since meeting my boyfriend he has been teaching me about the importance of showering every day after work or before going to bed he has also shown me different body sprays and perfumes and stuff like that long story short i am very a very different person today 
I have learned how to wear clothes that compliment me. I keep up with my hair via regular salon appointments, shower frequently, and always make sure that I smell good. I get a lot of compliments about the way I look and smell now. Now, on to the disagreement. My boyfriend wants me to shower as soon as I get home from work. For context, we both work night shifts, and shortly after getting home from work, we go to bed. Usually, I am fine with showering when I get home, but other times, I don't think it's necessary, like when I shower right before I go to work and don't move around a lot at work, so I'm not sweaty or smelly or anything. I have eczema, and frequent showers irritate my skin. So sometimes, I don't shower when I get home if it's only been eight hours since my last shower, and I'm having a breakout somewhere on my skin. My boyfriend says that, quote, as a woman, it is my job to smell good before getting into bed, end quote. I would be fine with this if it extended to him as well, but unless he is cold or has been sweating excessively, has a, oh my goodness, but unless he has a cold or has been sweating excessively, he waits to shower until we wake up. There are times when I am able to tell he hasn't showered, mild odors, never anything extreme, and I don't really comment on it because I know he's tired and will shower when he wakes up. I figure that I love this person and sometimes a little smell is worth putting up with. I'm mostly upset about this because it feels like a double standard. If I'm expected to shower before going to bed, he should too. I've asked him this, and he says it's just my responsibility. I am to the point where I'm about to ask him to shower whenever I get the slightest whiff of anything that's not soap. Edited to add, we are both looking for advice on how to go about resolving the issue, um, because I asked him about it again, and he said it's a culture issue. He is Nigerian, and I am American. Mm. Okay, so I can... Wow, that last sentence helped a lot. Um, Because... If if we're going off culture, then there is uh, how how to play. There is there is that that slight amount of misogyny that's kind of sitting there with the Nigerian men, and it's just it's yeah. a natural part of, of of the way that they're raised. Yeah, it's there's they're not like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very very different culture out there. Right. For them, women are dainty little flowers that cannot stand and do things for themselves, and they need to be taught how to do things. And once they do things. They're not in a position to tell the man what what he has to do. Um, But here it is. We are not in Nigeria and we are not, you know, looking at a Nigerian culture here. We are looking at a couple that is a cross cultural couple. And for that, both sides have to be respected. So let me me ask. Here's here's a question. If you don't go to bed, if you go to bed without showering. Of course, that's going to have a direct effect on him. He's going to smell you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, but if you shower every night, whether or not you believe you need a shower, does that do any harm to you? And the answer it, is, oh, good. She has eczema. Right. So the answer is yes, if yes. she's having a breakout. That, and that's, there it is. So you have a reason yeah. to genuinely not have to, to take a shower sometimes. And that's legitimate. Um, Shea butter, by the way. But, you know, on the other side, for him being married to you, he needs to understand it doesn't harm him to take a shower when you say he should shower either. So if he wants you to take a shower at night, then he should take a shower at night. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? And so the respect level of this, what he needs to understand on, on both sides is that it's important that, you know, you it, you don't want to make this a petty thing because petty things like this become big things. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you're sounding like. And, and I get it. It's it's the frustration of it. Like, well, I'm just going to tell him every time I don't smell. You know, I have a smell and it's not a normal human smell that's coming from him or, you know, a nice smell. I, I get that the want to do that because that's kind of what you're feeling. But 
with him, his his mentality. I'm talking to I'm talking to him right now. If I'm this is where I'm going, you need to just sit there and go, hey, you know what? I want my wife to shower. I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna lead by example, because you can either lead by example or lead by ordering. And leading by ordering in a cross cultural relationship is never going to work. Mm-hmm. You cannot boss your wife into submission. You will boss your wife into leaving. So you don't want that. That isn't the relationship that you want, obviously, because he's looking for the advice as well. So just say, you know what? It doesn't hurt me because it hurt can hurt her. If she's got eczema, there's times she can't shower. She should just literally avocado oil, shea butter, whatever she's going to do just to help her skin. You know, and if she's got medication, medicated treatment for it, she needs to use that and not shower. And if that's too much for you, I would suggest going and getting one of those Vicks inhalers get one of those Vicks nasal inhalers and using that so that that's what you smell if you have a problem with her odor because that's that's what you have the ability to do so yeah cross culture cross cultural relationships can be tricky for sure definitely yeah i i agree <laughs> i agree with all of that it's it is a uh, it is definitely one of those situations that coming to this is i think because the OP reiterates a lot in the comments that it's a question of whether or not showering at, you know, night before going to bed or in the morning is the problem. Like, what should, you know, what should be happening. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's a question of whether or not he is stepping out of line with the way that he's telling you uh, that you need to do what you need to do. Yeah. And it really is. Maybe you have some bad body odor and he's trying to be loving about it, but it's the way he's doing it. Yeah. The, the, as a woman part is the part that's like, okay, yeah, there's a cultural difference that he's not seeing. And you guys need to sit down and have a legitimate conversation about that and start there because he, he can't just say because it's your duty as a woman. Like he, you have, you have to question it further. Why do you think that? Because you guys are never going to find the common ground mm-hmm. if you guys don't because you have your reasons you can answer him with your reasons if he asks why but he can't and you need to have him be able to genuinely ask himself if this is legitimately what needs to happen because he feels like it needs to happen or if it's because it was something that was constantly told to him and he's just regurgitating the same thing that he was told growing up right because a lot of people grow up and don't they don't realize that's what they're doing so yeah i just i just think a, a a more serious, more in-depth conversation needs to be had, not about showering, but about genuine, you know, cultural differences and what he is going to continue to think and do versus what you're okay with following and what you think is okay and what you think is just not going to not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making sacrifices and he's not, then that's obviously going to be a bigger problem the further on you guys go. So, so yeah. yeah, that's that's how I feel. <laughs> um this one <sighs> this one is interesting. They're all pretty interesting, so. Um, it is titled, My 26 female, sister 26 female, was pretty badly abused by her, by her ex. Parents are freaking out she's in a new relationship with a 27-year-old male, and I fear that they may be pushing her away because of it. So my sister's ex, who I'll call Martin, was extremely controlling and abusive towards her. I don't want to go into too much detail about the extent of the abuse from what exactly he did, but it would stem from the fact that my sister did modeling for companies and he would freak the hell out if she even got a text from another guy, regardless of what they were, 
wow. Regardless of what they were, coworker, friend, brother, he'd just freak out. And there were a variety of incidents that came from his insecurities. The last one was really bad, and that caused the end of their relationship. Fast forward four years, and my sister, slash twin, is in her first relationship since she broke it off with Martin. She's dating, let's call him Blake, a long-term friend of my brother's. At some point, they got close to each other through our brother, we'll call him Robin. She asked Robin for his friend's number after they had a few hangout sessions as a group. They got to talking, and the end was history. They've been together for eight months now. This is the happiest my brother and I have seen her in a very long time. Blake's a good guy with a good career in fitness. Treats her well. We've known him for years, dating back to high school. There was a period of time where she wouldn't leave his, wouldn't leave the house, and now she's going to see movies with him almost every weekend. My parents are freaking out over it, and I get that they're scared to a certain degree. But this was the first real progress she's shown in years. There hasn't been a big deal blowout between her, my sister and parents, but they've been arguing over her getting in another relationship because they think it's too soon. They're just worried, but she's getting more and more annoyed with them as they've been arguing with her more and more about it. They just don't want her getting into another relationship because they think it's too soon. My dad likes Blake, but he says after Martin he can't really trust anyone. My parents are kind of looking at my brother and I, and I to intervene and try to talk her out of dating again. But it's just one big brick wall we're talking to, and I'm just unsure of what to do when it comes to them. Robin and my, and my parents have been fighting because he keeps vouching for Blake, but I just don't know. <sighs> so, there. Are, I'm, I'm just going to focus in on the parents on this one. There are parents who are nurturing. There are parents who are cautious there are parents who are overbearing and then there are parents who are reactionary mm -hmm. um your parents are reactionary and it's causing them to be overly cautious and overbearing <laughs> so um you you have to it, it's hard to step out of ourselves to look at things sometimes um unless we've been somewhere but this this is the case you have you know your sister was was Look, she was abused. She her choice put her into a relationship where she was harmed. Period. End of story. And if she jumps into another relationship, look, some people that's the way they are. That's the way that they do things is they literally they're like, "Hey, this is my situation. This is where I'm at. This is me. I'm, you know, I I I need to be in a relationship." I understand that because in a way I was like that for a chunk of time. I needed to be in a relationship for some sense of validation. I needed to be, you know, where people, I felt like people appreciated me and, and I had something positive in my life. And sometimes, you know, the other side of it is you fall off the horse, you get right back on it. Um, but sometimes it's a matter of, you know, taking the right breath before you jump back on that horse. And that's that's kind of what I think I feel like with your parents. But I feel like, yeah, what you're saying is, is probably right. Your parents are they're in that overbearing because they're they're cautious and they're worried. They're coming out of a good place. But the reaction to that good place that they're coming out of is having a negative side effect. And I think that that's the way it needs to be looked at and addressed. Hey, you know, mom, dad, I love you. I love you so much. I am so grateful that you care about me and that you care for me and that you don't want me to make the same mistakes and I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and not do the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I am an adult and I do have yeah. to, 
I do have to do these things, you know, and, and I have to have a life and, and go there. And I appreciate it. And you know what? I don't want to feel like I can't come to you if this goes south, because there'll come a point where your parents are, are you'll feel like you're so hardcore waiting for the I told you so moment that you're just not going to give it to them. And then that's going to create more problems than anything else. It's like if I tell Lily, you know, hey, don't go step on an ant pile because you're going to get bit by ants. Remember the last time you stepped on ant piles and you got bit by ants? Lily's like, yeah, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to do it this time. Then Lily goes and steps on an ant pile and gets a bit by ants. Lily's probably not going to want to tell me. Mm-hmm. And I'm risking that because I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm telling. And then it happens. And it's like, so you got to be careful that I don't think it's necessarily a toxic situ- situation that you're in right now. But I think you're creating you're, you're creating the potential for one. So that that's that's what I'm looking at. So that, that's just, that's my view on it. What do you think? I think the parents are <laughs> being very childish. It's been four years. I get mm-hmm. it. A, an abusive relationship can, it, the the trauma from that can range anywhere from, you know what, it's not that big of a deal and that's somebody's coping me- mechanism and they move right on. And some people, they take forever to get over something like that because it was traumatizing. But it's been four years, and clearly eight months ago she felt ready then, so for them to go on for eight months, sitting there telling her over and over and over again that, you know, she can't be doing what she's doing, it's too soon, oh my gosh, they know what's best for her, that's so dumb. Because they didn't, at least from what we're seeing here, they didn't know when it was the last relationship, so they can't sit here and play the I'm just protecting you card when she went through it and they weren't protecting her then. It was just after the fact that they went, oh, oh my gosh, all that's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're our baby because something happened and we feel so horrible. And oh my God, it's their guilt because they de- didn't see it or they didn't care enough to say anything. And there was like, there's something else there because that's not something that just, you know, pops up suddenly caring about something or somebody or anything like that. They, they had that, that happened. And now they feel bad that it happened under their watch, their, you know, guidance. They couldn't be there, whatever it may be mm-hmm. that now they don't want something like that to happen again. And instead of being able to take that step back and go, you know what? We messed up as parents and we'll forever feel bad about that. But you also are your own person and we need to watch you make mistakes sometimes, even if those mistakes end up being something so horrible as what it was, We'll just you just have to have that to be able to say no matter what we'll always be here mm-hmm. because like you said what they're doing now is making it so that if something happens she's gonna have that well do I want to say something to them because they did tell me they told me over and over again and I didn't listen and now they're going to sit there and tell you I told you so because whether you're the kind of people to do that or not that's always going to be something that's going to be sitting there for somebody that's going through something or went through something and it happened again and and I think what the the differing in in this for you and I is specifically because we don't know what the abuse was and there's different levels because as a parent, I will tell you it was more than four years ago that, you know, a a boy beat up Lily and said it was okay because of his religious preferences. It was more than four years ago, but the fact is he beat up my daughter Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I don't, I don't know that I'm ever going to get over that. He beat up my daughter. I destroyed, we can talk about it later. I destroyed his entire family because of it, because he beat up my daughter 
and thought it was okay. I put, and I still feel it to this day. Like when Lily tells me somebody's looking at her wrong or somebody's, you know, giving her an attitude, I still have it in me that I have to calm down. It was more than four years ago, but I still feel it. So maybe the daughter has gotten over it, but I'm just saying, depending on what it was, it just might be that the parents just haven't. And they might need to actually go get help themselves. I've thought about that. Like, you know, if I keep feeling this way, then I need to look at myself and go, yeah, maybe I need to get some help. But I still think there's a difference because that happened and it was a random boy in her class, not anybody that she was friends with or mm-hmm. enemies with or anything. And it's not like you don't let her hang out with guys. Yeah. It's not like you put her into an all girl school because boys are horrible and they're always going to do these things. It's not like every single time that she's interested in a guy or she's friends with a guy, or she wants to hang out with a guy that you're sitting there telling her, don't do that. You can't hang out with him. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You're not arguing with her because she sits there and goes, hey, I'm in a relationship with this guy. And then you sit there and go, oh, my gosh, how could you? you it's too soon. You, didn't, don't you remember? You just had this happen to you. Even if it was it's, you can't do that. You can't be friends with them. Like you, this is what they did to you. There's a difference between you're already having that self-control of going you know what there is something here that is Mm -hmm. still uh, i'm not saying that they need to get over it i'm saying that they can't keep putting that on her they can't keep they can't keep her from everything because there was one mistake it's the same thing you had that 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 happened and, and and that's but that's what i'm saying is like i think that's where it comes down to I feel like some of what OP has talked about in this has has been intentionally vague or maybe not intentionally vague. Maybe there's things that they just don't want to talk about or, you know, don't feel that they should talk about to it. But I feel like I can with what you're saying. I get it. But I do feel like I can understand the justification on the parents is that that's all. That's all I'm going to go into on that. Okay. so (laughs) this one is. Uh, titled my 44 female wife had a three-year affair with someone she works with and only told me 40 male because his wife found out so a few weeks ago my wife tells me that we need to talk nothing out of the ordinary then tells me that she cheated and that included texting and a kiss now we've been together for 21 plus years and i could tell she was lying about something I keep telling her she needs to be truthful if she has any hope of making it work. A few days ago, a, a few days go by and she's sticking to her story, but I'm not having it. Then I remembered that she had just gotten a new phone. So I find the old phone in her purse and go through it to find that the affair was almost like a second relationship. At the point she had at one point she had begged me to go to counseling with her. I agreed to go as I knew that it would help me heal. At the second session, the counselor asked her to discuss who it all happened with and when. Wife goes in to say that the texting started four years ago, and that went to sexting three years ago, and full contact two years ago. At this point, I'm lost. Our kids and family don't know, at least to our knowledge. All of our kids are 18+, plus, but our youngest is a senior in high school. I agreed that even if I asked for a a divorce, that we wouldn't do anything uh, until the youngest ships out to basic training. (sighs) There is so much hate in this one. You go first this time. You, you, know, you go first this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna compose myself a little bit. <laughs> I, my, I, pretty simple. It, it's get out of there. I, it, it sucks. And she has obviously no respect for you or your family or anything. It just get out of there. There's nothing left there. It's been four years. It's too late. <laughs> she she started texting him 
four years ago and that's the moment that it started that that's the moment the cheating happened emotionally she was cheating on you already for it to go to sexting mm-hmm. three years ago mm-hmm. and then real no she started cheating on you four years ago the moment that she was talking to whoever this was and started having any level of a crush or whatever she wants to call it at that point on him that it's too late that was when it was too late 21 plus years and for some reason she was unhappy and she decided this was the only way to go about it and that was disrespectful to everybody that she knows the life that she's created you and your kids so oh well i understand the whole not telling the kids anything until after you know the last one's out of the house but yeah get your lawyer get out of there there's nothing left there don't even give her the time of day because she kept that a secret for four years and has obviously no remorse for it because oh my gosh she wants to go to counseling with you because oh she wants to try to work it out and oh you know she she at least worked up the courage to tell you no you literally said yourself she only told you because the guy she was cheating on you with his wife found out Mm -hmm. and so instead of hearing it from her first you got to hear it from her yeah no that there's nothing once that fuse got lit okay sorry (laughs) go ahead Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm good. I just didn't want to jump. Okay. I'm sorry that it's been 21 years. I am sorry that you wasted 21 years of your life because you did. And you're still being manipulated. Look, and, and Kiki can attest to this. If you let it go the way that you're going, then you're going to put your, your partner literally. Well, you're going to put your wife in a place where she can still be the good guy to the kids. And, and in the separation, she's going to probably end up with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to sit there and think that you're a bad dad and that you just wanted to go off and go on your own and you two aren't together anymore. And no, <laughs> no, this cannot be. Look, bro, you are not alpha. Got it. You are not. You're, you're trying to be the good guy. This is not the time to be the good guy. I literally would come in. If that happened, I would sit down. I would go, hey, girls. So I want to talk to you. Your mom and I are getting divorced because your mom's a cheating ass whore. She's been texting a guy for the last for three years. And the only reason I found out about it is because the other guys, the other guy's wife found out about it and came and told me. Yeah, so we're like getting a divorce, period. End of story. Right. But, but <laughs> that's but any way you look at it, it's like that's what's going on. And that's how it's happened. Why? Because you need your hands absolutely washed and absolved not some ambiguous you know it isn't look she wasn't thinking about what her kids would think about her when she was banging this guy this is not the time for you to think about what your kids will think about her in the aftermath of it nope Uh uh-uh screw that literally lay it out tell your kids and walk out I mean, I would get get her there. I don't care. Get her there under the false pretense that you guys are going to talk to the family together so that everybody's on the same page. And then both barrels. You need it. Holy crud, dude, you're broken. I mean, she what she's done is brokey, but what you're you are broken. I there is no world where I would sit there and and I'm I'm just saying this straight out. There's no world where I would ever be like, "Hey, you know, we're, we're just, it's not working, and, and, you know, we want you guys to know we love you, and da, da, da. I'm going to be like, hey, I love you guys. We're getting a divorce. This is what's going on. This is why it happened. Bam, here's a shotgun. I fired off both shells. I'm walking out of the room now because I can't handle this. I can't be in this toxic environment anymore. I love you all. You can talk to me after you're done talking to your mom while she justifies, you know, banging this other guy behind my back. 
bye and walk out it's literally it'd be the from from what i'm looking at it'd be the most manly thing you've ever done do it don't let this is what we've talked about so many times we live in a society where so many people are there's no consequences there what are the consequences going to be I, I don't know. What, what are what is what are, what are you so worried about? What like what are the consequences to her cheating on you? What are you showing her? Are the consequences? Nothing. No. <laughs> Screw that. And, and so, what example are you setting to your kids right now, even now? None. So no. Go in the room, unload both barrels, walk out of the room, let them deal with the with the carnage and aftermath. You owe this woman nothing. She took 21 years and flushed it down the toilet. Why do you act like she's getting changed for it? That's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, this next one. Um, it, this one's title. My female 25 boyfriend, male 23, told his friend group that he wouldn't go to an outing with them because a specific girl would go. So this one, this one I chose because this one, I, this one is interesting to me. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> In the beginning of our relationship, my boyfriend and I argued over one of his female friends. I won't go into, into the story, but basically, my boyfriend had a crush on her for years, and she never, never gave him a chance. Then he met me, and we became a couple. And she was basically flirting with him through text, knowing that he had me, his new girlfriend. She asked him to fuck her and my boyfriend replied yes whenever you want my boyfriend then stopped talking to her since he saw that it hurt me and that he kept talking to her uh that it hurt me that he kept talking to her and that we had a huge argument when i read those texts i told him she only felt put on a pedestal because he still entertained her while in a relationship with me let's call her marianne for the sake of the story now three years later his guy friends invite him and me to swim he calls one of them and asks is marianne going and my friend replied that she is going. So my boyfriend said, oh, then I won't be able to go. That alone angered me. But then he said that his friend asked him why not. But he said, uh, uh, asked him why not. And he said that he didn't want to have any problems with me. I am fuming and hurt because I feel as though once again, he is giving her all the power. I am not mad that he asked if she was going because I do not want to go where she is. And my boyfriend and I would 100% have problems. But the way he went about it angers me. He specifically asked if she was going instead of a general who was going, and then he let this, this friend know that she is the reason we won't be going. I can picture them asking each other why he didn't go, and his friend saying, oh, because she came, and her feeling empowered or flattered, and everyone thinking she has that much power in my relationship. So, I, I if I can, mm -hmm. oh, I would like to start this one. Please. Because... Okay, first off, I understand the frustration in the beginning of all of it. that Because you know, we've had the same issues where there are genuinely people that are in your life that jokes get made and you don't think anything of it because that's all they're ever going to be. There were mm -hmm. jokes. It doesn't matter. You have so many ex-girlfriends that are still friends with you online that still mm -hmm. try to talk to you and whatever. You have so many people that will try to flirt with you in real life and you entertain some of them for the sake of because you're never going to see them again because we're out on the road. Right. And yeah, those times, it frustrates me because I'm like, okay, I, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable, whatever. And once you realize that, you stop doing it. Yep. And it was perfectly fine. Like, it's it's something that, like, I, it's not even a second thought anymore because in 
the beginning, our relationship was fragile. I was very <laughs> sensitive, and you recognize that. Now you flirt with a right waitress because she's flirting with you, and I'm just kind of like, ha-ha, <laughs> like, you're mm-hmm. never going to get it kind of thing. It's funny to me, and it's entertaining, and I don't care anymore. So I, I get, yeah. I understand the being The y'all taking applications thing, answer will always be no. <laughs> yeah, so. so I think it's funny. Yeah, at the beginning of a relationship, it was mm-hmm. the same thing for her. It may have been 100% a joke for him. Oh, man, you know, can you please just fuck me? Yeah, anytime. Like, I, I could see that being a joke, but she didn't see, think it was funny. And he was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done that. He stopped talking to her. That is the most respectful mm-hmm. thing ever. That she brought up, a, it, like, hey, I can't believe you would talk to her like that. And he was like, oh, my bad. I thought it was a joke. Well, I don't think it's funny. Okay, then I won't talk to her anymore. It's yeah. plain and simple. He was very mature about that. And then now is still acting on that level of, hey, you know, we want to go swimming. Okay, is she going to be there? Just straight to the point. Yes, yeah, she is. Then I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And that angered you because of the way that he went about it. Because in your perfect little world that he should have been like, hey, you know, who all is going? And then we listed off a group of friends and be like, oh, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I was calling. I wanted to know, you know, tell them all that we, you know, we can't be there, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. We're just, you know, we're just having some issues right now. You know, just can't get out there. You know, something came up, whatever. And they would have been like, oh, okay, that sucks. Okay, bye. So then when everybody is, oh, why is so-and-so here? The, oh, no, this something came up. They couldn't go. I'm sorry why are you mad about him not like I I don't know you you're upset because now they know that she's the reason and she's gonna feel all high and mighty who the fuck cares she got denied Mm -hmm. she got denied the ability Mm -hmm. to be with him he she got her one little joke out of him that she knew angered you and oh my gosh but you guys are still together three years strong and you're still gonna let her get between no it doesn't sound like she has the power because of what he did it sounds like she has the power because you're still letting her why do you care clearly he wants to be with you he just did the most manly thing ever hey is so-and-so gonna be there then i'm not going because i don't want to deal with her bullshit (laughs) click and you're mad about that oh my lordy (laughs) how many people i wish that you would have said some shit like that too but we didn't because it was like you know what situation can't we just can't do that Mm -hmm. you've been straightforward to people but they still take it as a joke because of the way that you talk if you would have straight up been to a couple of people like listen stop quit it i don't want stop it's not funny it's not entertaining everybody else is tired of it stop it it would have been honestly like one of those things would have been like oh my god thank you but then i probably would have felt bad about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you know what didn't need to do that so it's like but it, i just i don't get that like i understand being insecure about things but being insecure to that level that three years in it's still a problem if the people that i had issues with before came back around now knowing that we're still in a relationship and they could have done whatever they could do whatever they want oh my gosh they could try they could say mm-hmm. all the way they could straight out tell you to your face i want you to fuck me and i'd be like ha! <laughs> like yep what who cares mm. who cares there, none of <laughs> none of them are a threat in fact exactly and, and you know this that there was one who poked her head out and said hey so yeah i i just wanted to you know tell you that i still have a thing for you you know and there's only one answer that somebody's looking for when they say that Mm -hmm. and the fact that she knows that i'm not available Mm -hmm. and so i stopped i unfriended her and everything else was like there i didn't make a big deal about it wasn't anything one wasn't anything in there and and for him you know look he said it you were fragile about it so he set up a situation where it didn't happen again yeah period 
you know, and, and you don't like that. He said, oh, so-and-so's there. Yeah, I can't go because so-and-so's there. I would do the exact same thing. Exactly. I would, because I don't lie. I'm blunt and I'm honest. I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, there is one person who, if she showed up, I would be like, nope, in my life. Up until two and a half years ago, where everything I have now surpassed her. And it was like, oh, but her husband was very insecure about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I respect him in that. And so that's why we defriended. And it was like, you know, and, and if, if, if there was a situation where we had a huge high school reunion and half my friends weren't dead, (laughs) where I would sit there and it's like, I would be like, Oh cool. We're going to have this reunion and go back. Oh, but it's so-and-so going to be there. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a good idea that I go. Like, I, I don't think I never thought it was a good idea to go back to my high school for any of my reunions anyways. Why? Because, you know, the bullies will definitely go back there. And, <laughs> you know, I don't need to go to my high school reunion and just to get in fights. And try to pretend fights. that everything's okay. Right. Just for one of them to say something that pisses you off and then relive high school. And and I, yeah, because that's, cause that's where I, exactly where I would be. I'd be like, hey, how'd you like that ass whooping? You know, and it's like, because I would bring you out just so you could have seen it at that point. But, like, you oh, know. and that's the guy that I smashed into the railing. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy that I punched so hard that he just fell down and didn't get back up for like right. two hours. He just crumpled like a like like the stinking, what, that little doll thing. And, just and you would have no shame in it. You would no. be yelling it. You would talking normal pace and everybody would be sitting there like, oh my God, like hey this is your husband yeah wow how is he is he a good husband <laughs> i'm just wondering if that ass whooping i gave him in the eighth grade like you know if that's if if that helped him oh no because he was a little but no he didn't tell you oh he was a complete and total bully he came up to me and i absolutely turned him into a limp biscuit i turned that boy <laughs> So flat, it wasn't even funny. He just flopped on the floor and then, like, flopped around like a fish for a couple of minutes while I just whooped him. So, yeah, no, you know, that kind of stuff. But but here's the thing. It's like I wouldn't – I don't do that stuff to people. I don't hunt that stuff down, and I don't hunt out to to have those. And, and if it was that situation, I'd be like, hey, you know what? And, like, there were a couple of, of women who I've talked to. And it was you, both you and Nikki were like, hey, you know what? You, they're talking to you a lot. They want more than this. And I didn't feel that. And I didn't, but you know what? I still backed up because I was like, hey, you know what? I don't need you to feel that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want you to feel that because there's one of all, there's only two responses we can give as men. One is to back off or one is to dismiss. And to back off my, oh, well, he embarrassed me because he backed off. That's what you're saying. It's like yeah, versus versus, you know what? How much worse would you feel if he dismissed you and just kept going? So yeah. what do you want? You got one or the other. And we're men. We're binary. We are zero or one. Exactly. It's yes or no. And it's that's, how, on, I, that's how I see that is that mm-hmm. she literally is upset that he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Hey, this girl, I had a big, huge crush on her and now she wants me. But I have a better relationship and I don't want to risk it over this girl that I'd probably fuck and then I'd never want anything to do with her again because it was just that's all it ever was for yeah, me. Exactly. So you know what? Hey, is she gonna be there? Yeah, I probably won't stop staring at her. My girlfriend will kinda get mad. That fantasy's still there. I it's just not gonna be a responsible thing. So yeah, no, I'm not gonna go. Bye. And she's mad. She is mad that he did what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He is a loyal boyfriend. And you're upset about that. Like, literally, the other option is you guys went, that happened, you guys argued, made a big deal about it, and then everybody would still find out anyways, and she would still win in your eyes because she still has the power Mm kind of thing. She doesn't. Who the fuck cares if they're going to all go out? You're so worried about what everybody else is going to say that she's going to win, quote unquote, that it's just, it's so, you are proving to be extremely immature. 
It is mm-hmm. su- it is just one of those situations. Three years you guys have been together, and you are still mad about somebody that she that that literally means nothing. She obviously means enough of nothing that you got upset, and he said, "Oh shit, my bad. Let's drop it. I'll never talk to her again." Mm-hmm. And you're mad that he's upholding that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't get that. So yeah, no, I couldn't imagine doing. <laughs> doing that to you like hey ho you know we remember that girl that was you you were upset about because she kept coming on to me and i you mm-hmm. know just you know she still really thinks that we're something gonna happen and blah 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 because it happened to so-and-so and so-and-so in our pa- in my past so she thinks she could come along hey yeah she's gonna be staying here for a week blah 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 i'd have been like okay <laughs> like i you know what whatever and then had you turn around and be like oh hey yeah no she, she's still flirting with me and like i just i couldn't even i couldn't even understand being upset if you came to me and told me hey so-and-so asked if they could be here i told them no and me being like ah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you you're letting her win like that j- literally it's such an outrageous thing that i don't even i can't even i can't relate to it at all yeah beginning of the relationship i understand three years in makes no sense it's yeah at, at that point if he hasn't done her, he's not going to do her. But and but the fact that he literally did you, your your relationship advice is please help. My partner did exactly what I asked them to do, <laughs> but not wording it the way that I wanted it. <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, so you, you mm, I know this isn't a, am I the a hole? Look in the mirror, and and I want you to literally say this to yourself. I told him I didn't want to go out to dinner. We didn't go out to dinner. What a jerk he was for taking me at my word. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And with that. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening to us from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to visit our website. Superpodcastoneverything.com Peace out with your peace out. Bye!